Imagine this, you're brand new to the health and fitness industry mindset and lifestyle. But you know that you need to get healthier, you need to get in shape. So you begin your journey by going to the internet and looking up the best ways to lose weight or gain muscle mass and lose weight. And you come across something called the blood type diet. And you ask yourself, well, I've never heard of this before. And so you go to Reddit and Quora and all your little online forums and you look up the blood type diet and you hear people raving about it. But you ask yourself, is there any science to back up the blood type diet? Well, let's talk about the science behind that. Welcome to the science behind that with Atticus Hamilton. Hello, you scientists, and welcome on back to the Science Behind That podcast. I am your host, Atticus Hamilton, and uh, as you heard in the intro, today we're going to be talking about the blood type diet and if it is actually legit, if it's a thing that uh, you guys should be doing, and what the science is behind it and where it came from. Uh, so this this is probably going to be a pretty short episode, honestly, because... Um, it's pretty straightforward, and we're gonna we're gonna dive into that. Uh, but first, before we do that, ladies and gentlemen, please go grab yourselves a nice hot cup of coffee, add a little bit of maple syrup to it, and uh, we'll jump right into today's episode. So, before we can really talk about the blood type diet and uh, talk about you know, why it works or why it doesn't work. Um, I think we should first talk about what blood types are in the first place. So uh, there's a couple different types of blood types that I'm sure all of you have heard about. O positive, O negative, A positive, A negative, B positive, B negative, AB positive, and AB negative. And um, in case you guys are wondering, the most common blood type is O positive at 35%, and the rarest is AB negative at 1%. Um, And uh, getting into a little more, uh, I guess, data about it, um, O negative are uh, universal donors, and um, AB negative or AB positive are universal acceptors, I guess. So the the other fun fact is that because O negatives are universal donors, the sad thing is if somebody, you know, needs O negative blood, they're really in a in a pickle if nobody has it because they can only accept O negative blood. And we'll talk about why that is. So blood groups. So the A and the B uh, are antigens. They represent antigens. So there's two different types of antigens that you may find on the cell surface of an erythrocyte or a red blood cell. You have uh, type A, I guess three types, type A, type B, and type AB. Uh, And so those are called your ABO antigens. Um, And then you also have the RHD antigen, and that's your rhesus D antigen. That's going to be your positive or your uh, negative. So let's break this down. So type O. So there is no type O antigen. What type O means 
is that there's neither an A antigen or a B antigen on the cell surface of the erythrocyte, right? So if you took, you know, type O blood, you wouldn't find um, any antigens, any ABO antigens on its surface. Um, type A is type A because it's an A antigen, right? And type B is a B antigen, and then type AB isn't a unique antigen. It's just both type A and type B antigens. So um, this is really important, right? Because if you give a type O blood patient, type, any other blood type, uh, they are going, their immune system is going to actually mount an immune response against that blood. So it'll be an anti-A and anti-B uh, antibodies that their immune cells will produce, that their white blood cells will produce, that will actually destroy that blood that you're transfusing into them. And this can cause very, very bad uh, issues, and uh, it would destroy red blood cells, and the patient could potentially die from that. Now, there's one other type of antigen that we find on uh, some erythrocytes, and that is the uh, rhesus D antigen, and that's your positive, right? So there's 40 different kinds of rhesus antigens. Uh, uh, the most significant are RH, uh, or the most significant rhesus antigen is rhesus D. Um, and roughly, the vast majority of people are going to be rhesus D positive on their red blood cells. Now, um, you know, if you have somebody who's O negative, that means that they do not have the A antigen or B antigen, and they also don't have the rhesus D antigen, which is why O negative blood patients are the universal donors, right? Because there's nothing on the cell surface of that erythrocyte for the immune system of another person to uh, respond to. And so it, you could give O negative blood to anybody because there's no rhesus antigen and there's no ABO antigen. And that's all that is, really. Uh, that's, yeah, that's all that is, really. Um, but again, for the O blood type patients, that further compounds the issue because um, they can only accept O, o type blood. Um, o positive uh, patients are a little better than O negative because they can accept O negative or O positive, um, whereas O negative can only accept O negative blood, uh, but they can give their blood to anybody. And uh, in the exact opposite, AB positive blood um, can accept uh, blood from anybody, uh, but they can only give their blood to AB positive people. So now that we have a, uh, a, a better understanding of what blood types are, uh, now we can talk about the blood type diet, right? So where did this idea come from and what is it? Well, the blood type diet is this idea that the, the ideal way to lose weight and to be healthy is to eat in accordance to your blood type. So it's this idea uh, that your blood type 
somehow dictates what you should be eating. For example, according to this logic, people with type O blood should eat high-protein foods, so lots of meat, vegetables, fish, and fruit, and limit their intake on grains, beans, and legumes. Um, And if they want to lose weight, seafood, kelp, red meat, broccoli, spinach, and olive oil are advised, um, but wheat, corn, and dairy are avoided or should be avoided. Type A should choose fruit, vegetables, tofu, seafood, turkey, and whole grains, but avoid, uh, I guess, terrestrial meat. I don't know. It just says meat. Uh, Seafood is meat. So is turkey. So I'm assuming when it says avoid meat, it means like cow meat, question mark. But then that raises a question, you know, what about bison or elk? See, already we have problems. For weight loss, type A should uh, eat seafood, vegetables, pineapple, olive oil, and soy, um, but avoid dairy, wheat, corn, and kidney beans. This is getting oddly specific. Uh, Type B should pick a diverse diet, including meat, fruit, dairy, seafood, and grains. To lose weight, type B individuals should choose uh, vegetables, eggs, liver, licorice, tea. That's weird. Uh, But avoid chicken, corn, peanuts, and wheat. And then type AB should eat dairy, tofu, lamb, fish, grains, fruit, and vegetables. And for weight loss, tofu, seafood, green vegetables, green vegetables, and kelp, but avoid chicken, corn, buckwheat, and kidney beans. So, uh, this goes further as well, because it also talks about um, exercise, right? So, for example, it says people with O-type blood are advised to choose high-intensity aerobic exercise Um, and take supplements. Uh, And type A should choose low-intensity activities and include medication. So this goes further um, to to add in a bunch of other stuff here uh, as as, uh, that example. The question is, where did this come from, right? Uh, At least that was my first question because this came to me as a recommendation from a listener, again, And uh, I've never heard of this before, so I didn't know what it was, so I looked it up, and it came from a book uh, that was written in 1996 by a naturopathic physician, Peter J. D. Adamo, Um, and uh, the idea behind it, you know, where, where did he come up with this idea? Well, the idea is that um, your body's response to food is directly linked to your blood type based on what your ancestors with the same blood type ate. Uh, According to D. Adamo, each blood type has its own guidelines about specific foods to eat and to avoid, as we just discussed, and the diet claims to help people lose weight and blah, 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 blah. So um, this this guy, he's a naturopathic physician, and... um, I didn't really know what that meant right? I, until I, I literally just Googled it. And I guess a naturopathic physician is an air quote physician 
that emphasizes the healing power of the natural world as well as the body's own ability to heal and help the patient use this power by helping to create a healthy environment both internally and externally, blah, 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 blah. Now, you know, I, I, I don't want to be this guy, right? But doesn't this sound familiar to something that was really popular in the 1900s called sanatoriums? Now, some of you are like, what's a sanatorium? A sanatorium was, it was kind of like a hospital, but usually they were either high in the mountains or by an ocean or in places that were far removed from people that would treat patients with tuberculosis because it was believed that tuberculosis wasn't caused by a microorganism. It was caused by an imbalance of the humors. And other people had other explanations for what it was that were not what it really is. Uh, but they thought that the the root cause of it was at the very least breathing in dirty air and so if you could get the patient into an environment that had clean air like the high mountains or the ocean they would naturally heal and to me reading that sounds like sanatoriums um and apparently there's an organization called the American Association of Naturopathic Physicians. Um, and so rather than just suppressing symptoms, naturopathic doctors work to identify the underlying cause of illness and develop personalized treatment plans to address them. Uh, so stimulate the self-healing mechanisms. So, I mean... To me, so they're not MDs. So it says, while many naturopathic uh, physicians are trained in primary care, like conventional medical doctors, some choose to specialize their focuses. Endocrinology, environmental medicine, gastroenterology, uh, pediatrics, primary care, blah, blah, blah. So these... uh, so basically, if you ever go to a doctor's office, or I don't know, I don't know if a doctor's office would have this, but if you ever hear somebody say they're a naturopathic physician, it means they're not an MD or a DO. It's basically like, um, uh, I guess, chiropractic. Um, but anyway, so that's what a naturopathic physician is, and that's where this came from. So to summarize that, the idea of blood type diets came from a uh, naturopathic physician, which is somebody who advocates for spiritual and self-healing medicine rather than pharmaceutical intervention or surgical intervention. In 1996, by this dude, Peter J. Diadamo, and um, that's where it came from. So is it correct? You know, does it hold water? No. The, the actual science doesn't back up, as of this moment in time, does not back up or support the idea of a blood type diet. And I guess you can kind of understand this, because one of the tenets of a blood type diet is it says that p- patients with type O blood are said to do best uh, with uh, lean meats because O is the ancestral blood. 
i.e. the first blood type that evolved in humans, which is fallacious. Technically, the current data suggests that it was type A blood. But regardless of the fact, what does the actual science say? Well, according to Harvard, there is no high quality, there are no high quality studies out there um, that have been published or peer reviewed. And um, in fact, a 2013 study uh, published in the journal, in the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition, analyzed every single piece of medical literature out there in the world that mentioned blood type diets. They found 1,400 of them after from several different places, uh, or 1,415 articles identified. Um, 412 duplicate articles were excluded, leaving 1,003. 987 articles were excluded because they were either letters, uh, opinion pieces, or non-scientific, non-peer-reviewed pieces of literature leaving the remaining 16 articles, and then 15 articles were excluded because they did not investigate the question at hand, which was, is the blood type diet better for your health than any other diet? And when we say better, what are we looking for? We're looking for a reduction of markers of various diseases, especially cardiovascular diseases, right? So do these diets result in a... um, you know, a lower level of bad cholesterol? Do they aid with um, destroying atherosclerotic plaques? You know, a variety of different things. So 15 of these articles were excluded, leaving one article. And ultimately, that one article found that there were no directly observable health benefits from from being on a blood type diet because the observed benefits were due to underlying factors uh, in, in the, the patients that participated in this test. So ultimately, there is no credible literature at this time that backs up the idea or this, this blood type diet. And in fact, a 2021 study of people on a low-fat vegan diet also found no connection between blood type and lipid levels or metabolic measures. So ultimately, ladies and gentlemen, it seems like right now there is no evidence, to no credible scientific evidence to back up this blood type diet nonsense. And I know that... Uh, you know, this has probably been a little bit of passionate talk for me, but um, it, it appears as though it's pseudoscience. So, ladies and gentlemen, um, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I hope you, you learned something. Be careful out there. There's a lot of uh, con artists out there, and there's a lot of pseudoscience, and there's a lot of stuff out there that's trying to pass as credible literature or credible information But in reality, it's not. So ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening to the science behind that. Uh, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I hope you have a great week. I will see you all on Friday. Remember, stand up and question everything.